All right, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Otaku Life with your gracious host, Kage. I got a very special guest, a nerdcore hip-hop artist, Geekster the Super Nerd. How you doing, sir? Oh, man, I, I can't complain. I'm pretty excited about this, about this, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm really glad to have you on. Um, like, uh, I got a chance to listen to your music, and I really think, like, you're... The, the way you do your music is really creative. Like your your latest mixtape, Final Fight, where you actually have some some of the music from Final Fight on your tracks. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I was um, I like uh, I, my favorite is <clears throat> Metro City. That was a cool oh, one. Yeah. yeah. Um. When I when I first did that project, I I really wanted to do not just the mixtape but the video game justice. So I decided to take influential factors from the video game and make them into songs like for example Cody Travers um Poison mm -hmm. Mad Gear Gang Metro yeah. City and even Bush and Ryu so Metro City I had fun with I had a lot of fun with that one <laughs> yeah I really like it because it's like I like trap beats you know what I'm saying I was like oh, wow. shit we up in the city chilling with Cody <laughs> Watch out, that girl poison. Oh shit! So now you are from Mississippi, absolutely. And um, now, now I know that's that's a, a southern that's a southern state. I'm I'm up north. Um, oh wow! Not sure. Yeah, I'm from the D.C. area. Um, oh, nice. And I just would like to. It's interesting when I meet other nerds that have that kind of go through the same type of stuff I did when I was little, growing up nerdy. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, what was it like for you growing up nerdy and growing up in Mississippi? Well, I would say it was twice as challenging. I won't say word difficult because things are only as hard as you either make them or allow them to be but as far as growing up in mississippi it's a lot of stereotype it is a lot of prejudice and it's a lot of segregation meaning that even when i was a kid you know like i didn't have any friends per se but i was always taught to be on the safe side to avoid becoming friends with I'll just say um, people of European descent. I don't want to just say white people, you know, but non-melanated. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I like that. I like it even better. Non-melanated. Yeah, I will go with that. Um, due to the fact that, like Belzoni, even now where I, where I live in Belzoni is segregated, meaning that it's one part of town where all of the people that are melanated um reside, and on the other side of town, that's where all of the non-melanated people actually live. So, and it's like the only time you'll see them hanging out is, or, or in a sense, is, you know, you go grocery shopping and things like that, or if it's a situation to where um, um, a couple of them might go to a public school, that's just about it. But you don't really just see them, you know, existing with one another like that. Hmm. So that's what like how life is, you know. Um, on the you know the Mississippi tip. Now, growing up nerdy, it was just as challenging due to the fact that with me, I already knew what I was, 
But it was the 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 fact that I grew up in an environment to where it was it was terribly stereotyped being a nerd or being a geek because they always made it seem like it was the worst thing to be individuals that have no social life, no cool points, not interesting bookworms. So with me, I really just, you know, during that time, I knew what I was, but I just didn't know the true meaning of it. So, you know, it came with the bullying, um, getting beat up just because I made some of the highest, highest scores in class or shoot, having staple machines thrown up, thrown up, you know, thrown upside my head. And it was bad. It was bad. So, um, it was definitely a challenge. It, it was, you know, all that going on, it was really hard for me to, you know, be optimistic and keep that, you know, that positive attitude at all times. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. People don't like what's different. Like I said, right. that's why I like doing what I'm doing because I meet other people that have the same experience growing up being made fun of, you know what I'm saying, and doing things because, you know what I mean, because, you know, being a nerd, like, it's, it's low key and cool now, but it ain't wasn't cool back when I was coming up. Like I just like I had dudes try me, you know what I mean? So you know, it is what it is, you know what I mean? But the good thing, like you said, like you know what I'm saying, you 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 are where you are now, doing positive things and everything like that. Absolutely. Uh, but I, like now that we on nerdy, like uh you you, you claim you're, you're you're I mean I'm sorry, you are the geekster, the super nerd, but right. I want to know what are your nerd isms? Because I can listen, I'm listening to your raps and you, you know you got knowledge, but I want to know what type of nerdisms you really into. You know, you know, I'm sure you know there's different ones. I just want to oh, see. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would say I would say it has to be a combination of because I've always excelled in science. I'm also a comic book nerd, a video game nerd, and an anime nerd. So with all with all those in the all that going on, I can really just say that it's unique for me because with me staying to myself, unless I'm around other people that really just understand, you know, who I am as a person. I've learned to mismatch, you know, different styles of nerdism. I can probably correlate um, anime with comic books or comic books with science fiction or even science with many of the video games, many of the anime and many of the comic books that I've done. As a, as a matter of fact, I, I haven't really just told a lot of people, but the video game Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2, that was the video game that actually got me into science. Nobody knew that. But when I realized that, you know, science was bringing forth these zombies and these different BOWs and stuff like that, I said, this is actually kind of cool. So I just started reading physiology and anatomy books and everything just came together. That's really interesting. That's very unique. I've never heard that before. That's a very cool. I, 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 one of Resident Evil Two is one of my favorite games. You know what I'm saying? The only signs I know mixing them herbs. You know what I mean? Uh, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. The green ones and the red ones and the blue for poison. You know what I'm saying? Then you got the T viruses going on. Um. So, um. Uh, now, 
What got you into music, though? Ah, now that's a whole. It's a really deep story, I would say. And the reason why I say this is because it took years to tell this story without crying. Mm-hmm. But I'm prepared now. Now, let, let, let's, 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 let me take everybody, you and everybody that's listening, on a mental journey. I'm starting my freshman year in high school. Now, I'm thinking that everything would get better because I'm in a whole different environment. Things actually got worse. It, it did. It got to the point where I was getting beat up even more. I was getting made fun of even more. And I had to spend most of my time hiding from my classmates, be it the, 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 the gym or the football field. I was not safe. So I'm the kind of person to where if I'm, if I'm just looking at something, will this be going on long-term or short-term? So with everything that was going on, I'm like, man, I might, I might be doing this for the rest of my life. And I came to the conclusion, I would rather, rather just take control of the life that I do have and end it if this is really what my life is going to be like for the next 20, 30 years. So one day, it was like it was it, it was a Friday, last day this week of high school. Like I was really the moment I got home, I was actually I actually had my mind to, to attempt suicide. Well, well, not attempt to, to commit it. So I'm sitting in my in my sister's car because she picked me up. And all of a sudden, she played Boosie's song. Now, I never was particularly a fan of hip-hop. I never was. I, I, I actually preferred, like, um, R&B, um, the music that my mom used to listen to, Fathers and stuff like that, like the OJs, um, Harold Milton and the Blue Nose, things of that nature. So when I heard Boosie's song, You Don't Know My Struggle, I started crying. And mind you, from the high school all the way to my house, that was a five-minute drive. But I cried all the way home. So by the time, so when I got out, I had it made up in my mind to go in my sister's car and get that CD. I I didn't. I, I was so desperate to find that song. I took every single CD that my sister had that had the words "Boosie" written on it, and. I found the song after two after the, the the third CD, but it got to the point to where I played all of his songs on repeat. So, and it was cool because not the fact that he was a thug, but he was unapologetic about who he was as a person. And I'm like, okay, like with thugs and things like that, they're the kind of people that society actually frown on and look down on. And basically just say that these people are a menace to society, but he wasn't phased by it. I said, so if he has that kind of reputation, why on earth am I ashamed of what I am? And all I do is just pursue knowledge and better myself on an intellectual aspect. So I decided I wanted to write my own music. Started with poetry, then I started turning my poetry into lyrics. So after that, it got to the point to where I had like tablets filled with music and um, people really didn't know I could rap until I finished high school. But when they found out, they said you need to pursue it like, like more seriously. So that's how my journey started. 
Jay, yeah, that's cool, man. So honestly, I, I really like Lil Boosie a lot. Um, I used to listen to Lil Boosie when I was younger. But, oh wow. Well, probably not around probably you because um like I say when I, I was up north, so people wasn't really banging Boosie like that, but Oh yeah. Probably like a little bit later when I went around college, that's when um yeah, more Boosie started getting up to where I was at. But I always like Lil Boosie Stilo, you know what I'm saying? I watch his interviews. He be saying some real stuff, just like you said. He doesn't apologize for who he is or anything like that. But you got to understand, like, Lil Boosie's a gangster. Fuck, fuck you know what I'm saying? It's like you said. That's a pretty interesting observation. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. as yeah. your music, um, do you have, um, <clears throat> what I was going to say was, what um, do you have any other musical inspirations? Oh, absolutely. I have four more. Mm -hmm. um, Boosie was just the most significant one because that's how my journey started. Mm -hmm. my, my second person that I consider a hero is Don Tripp. And the reason why is because upon starting my journey, listening to Boosie and stuff like that, I also just started, you know, dabbling in it and listening to other artists that were cool with him. Yo Gotti. And Yo Gotti's pretty cool. I, I would not lie. But I came across, by listening to Yo Gotti, I came across Starlito. Mm. Oh yeah, Star. He's mm. underrated. Yeah. But I will yeah. say this: yeah. if Starlito would have stayed focused, he yeah. probably could have um been you know have yeah. had a bigger fan base than Yo Gotti. Honestly, wow. you know your rap. Yeah. Like I say, it's interesting because all those rappers you name, a lot of people around my way don't know, but it's like down south they're real popular. Oh, wow. Starlito, huh? I didn't know that. That's a coincidence. I mean, I mean it's like, I mean, they it's kind of popular, like, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, it's like when, when they pop, it's like the times kind of different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if, yeah. I, would have, like if I go to D.C. or, or D, like my area where, where I'm from and say talk about Starlito, a lot of people wouldn't know. But I'm sure where you're based, you talk about Starlito, a lot more people would know. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because That's he's from Nashville, Tennessee. That's like, like right. Yeah. Not too far from Mississippi. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I got hit to my uh, older brother. Got me hit to Starlito. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just, just that's some good cool stuff. Yeah, it is. yeah. He has some really good spread, and I like, I like Yo Gotti. You know what I'm saying? Not just because it's rats, but also his public persona. He talks about like real positive, kind of like positive stuff. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, focus Absolutely. on the money. You know what I'm saying? He be, yep. you know, don't got no like. He don't have any bad blood with his artists, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he's money bag yo is under him, and you know money bag yo is like you know yo God is real, you know what I mean? And I feel oh, yeah. he's trying to he's what he was trying to do he was trying to come bring artists together in Memphis, you know what I'm saying? But you know not everybody with that unification stuff, you know what I mean? That's true. That's true. But, um, all right, we gotta pay some bills. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Okay, and we're back. So, um, unless we was talking with Geeks and the Super Nerd about some of his musical inspiration, but I want to ask you, do you ever go to, like, nerdy conventions at all? I've been dying to. I There's I now, as a coincidence, what a coincidence, because this week, they actually had the uh, a Comic-Con in Mississippi, and it's actually in Jackson, but... um. I kind of dropped the ball on that one because I wasn't keeping tabs on the schedule, but I know they'll do another one next year. But I do want to go to, I want to start with that. I want to be able to meet 
some influential voice actors. I really do. Possibly have some 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 autograph material when I leave. So yeah, that's that's definitely so on my list of things to do. Before. Now I want to say yes, but I'd be lying. <laughs> okay, so the thing is, Geekster, uh, the thing about it is like the different conventions have different flavors to them. You know what I'm saying? Like anime, right. anime conventions are drastically different from comic book conventions. Oh yeah, uh, I'm sorry, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Comic. Well, let me let me let me let me reiterate. I'm hoping that with with this Comic Con, I go picture, possibly get like a comic book, a rare comic book that's autographed. Maybe, but just to be able to have some stuff that has collector's value. Okay. And also, um, what I'm saying is you look like you have some objectives, but also when you go to these conventions, don't forget to network with people. And honestly, I've been going to these conventions since I was in high school. You know what I mean? Wow. Right. So just like you said, um, like I said, I, I've had the same experience. People not liking me just for what I'm into, you know what I'm saying, where to the point. I had to put hands on dudes, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and it's like, why do you want, like, why are you so pressed with what I'm doing? You know what I mean? So, when you're a kid, that doesn't really register with you. It's not your at fault, it's them. They're the ones that's um, miserable and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Happy they're going through life. I find happy people don't do stuff like that. You know what I mean? Right. And, Right. And one of the reasons I go to these conventions all the time is because for the most part, when you go there, you meet people that have the same and go through the same thing you have. And they're very nonjudgmental. You know what I'm saying? They just looking for people to be cool with. You know what I'm saying? You have bad, bad eggs everywhere. But for the most part, everybody's just trying to be cool, just have a fun time. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and um, like I said, if you, what you're doing, I know a lot of um nerd nerdcore hip-hop artists that that showcase their talents at these conventions you know what i'm saying where a oh, lot wow. of the, where a lot of the talents would be appreciated one such is afro coco puffs have you heard of her i not only have i heard from her but i'm actually supposed to be i got her information as far as her price for features mm -hmm. so um in future projects you'll definitely expect a feature from her so yeah, and she's with her, she's so insanely creative. Like she actually made like a a t like a series on TikTok to where she's talking about Hinata or she's using anime references and stuff like that. Naruto references. And it's it's pretty darn amazing. So working with her is definitely that would definitely be like a dream feature. It it, it would be. Yeah, I just uh, she kind of I've spoken to her a couple of times. She's really nice, and the um, <clears throat> the creator CEO of BlurCon was telling his experience when Coco Puss performed at um, BlurCon Black Black uh, Black Right Adventure, and he's talking about how everybody like just lit up, and you know what I'm saying. The energy is quiet, and people were just happy because, like I said, she's going through the same stuff that. Most you say, most nerds and nerds of color go through. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. really look forward to your um, experience with these conventions and going out and mingling amongst your nerdy brethren. You know what I mean? So you know. What I'm right. right. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's, it's really. Uh, you know what I'm saying you gotta get out of here, man. 
because uh, I, I see a lot, lot of people, people like doing pos like doing fly stuff on video, but they I'm like, nah, you ain't I didn't see you at these conventions, cause like you gotta be out here, you know what I mean? Just to uh be in and be in the community, you know what I mean? The community needs you. You never might know, just like you said, you never might know a kid or or anybody. It's like just like you said, the story of how you, you know what I'm saying, was things got so overwhelmed for you, you know what I mean? And you never know what just you being you could have a positive influence on somebody, you know? Um turn it would be really be nice though, yeah. I'm sure you will, you know what I mean? Just it's like a lot of people influence me to do what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? There's something positive. You know I mean? uh, right. So do you have, um, have you ever heard of MC Chris? Yes, he's actually one of the first nerdcore hip-hop artists. Right. Like, yeah, that's, that's what's up. I knew you would know. Yeah, that was, that was one of my favorite rappers growing I mean, one of my favorite hip-hop, I mean, nerdy rappers growing Only ones I've heard for real. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, there's um. Yeah, Huh. Yeah, because there's um I only know three three out of the four. It was um I of course Mega Ran. I'm I talked to him. He actually um critiqued a few of my songs and gave me the, the thumbs up on them. There's That's MC Frontalot, who is actually the first Nerdcore hip hop artist, and there's MC Chris. So yeah, those are the basically like the four legends, basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta check out the other ones, but who I'm really acquainted with was since I was a kid was MC Chris. Like I was he, awesome. He's awesome. He's awesome. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Both my fat fat to vet, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I must you know what I mean? I'm all about that. Oh yeah. Um Yeah, so uh, do you have any future projects or anything? I actually have I got three. I got three in the works. Lord have mercy. <laughs> um, the first, I have my very first album I'm actually working on right now. Um, but it's surprisingly, it's not going to be a nerdcore hip hop project. It's going, but I still feel it's just as relevant. Um, the name of the album will be called Innocent Believing Guilty, and it's dedicated to two of my cousins that are in prison for murders that they did not commit. So is going to give insight as, as to who they are from my perspective and the perspective of the people that love them. And it's also going to give insight as to how it is the justice system. It's not the, the issue to where they give up on you. They just leave you out there in the water, like a sink or swim kind of situation. So I want to discuss that. Um, I'm going to be working on an EP with... Um, a man named Robert Paulson. Um, I know him because he's cool with my sister, and he's a hip-hop artist. We're going to be working on an EP. There's going to be some nerdcore topics in there. But I'm going to also... It's going to be like 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 nerdcore music slash club banger music. You know, I think we can pull that off because we have good chemistry. And I'm going to be working on next year, before, you know, before the month of March, I'm going to be working on my first ever be a album now the the first album i'm doing is for my cousins but this album that i'm going to be releasing next year is for me and it's going to be called tough enough and it's inspired by the video game tough enough and that's going mm -hmm. to be released in the month of march because that's when the video game was actually released so what type of video games are you into more like uh beat-em-up games or 
I like, I like, of course, I like the retro games, video games like Captain Commando, Final Fight, Castlevania, Contra. I also like the, you know, the arcade games like Street Fighter, um, Fatal Fury, King of Fighters, um, things like that. I mean, and my uncle got me into role-playing games like Final Fantasy and stuff like that. I will play any video game if it's not like Uncharted. And it's not, it's, it's, it's not the game itself. It's just the puzzles. Like, I'd be having major migraines by the time I beat the game. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, sometimes when I play a game, I don't even try to think too hard. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. <laughs> All right, all right, what about that? I'm tired. Yeah, it, it's cool. Like with like with Resident Evil or something like that, it requires a little bit of thought. But that's like a, a here and there kind of thing. It, it's not to where every time you make it to another level, oh, here here's this puzzle you have to solve. Nah, nah, nah. So you know, I don't mind puzzle, but just don't just don't overdo it with the with the use of it. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I understand that. Let break a serious damper in the action, man. Yeah, like, I'm like fight and kill stuff. I'm not trying to think about. Damn it! Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh snap! Like yeah. Oh man. Huh? It. I don't know, but I. I. I that's why. I mean. I've been trying to build up my um, you know, actually my repertoire, well, not my, my repertoire, but my collection of games. Because so far I got the Street Fighter 30th and with the Street Fighter 30th anniversary collection. So I've yet to touch that because I bought the Devil May Cry HD collection. So okay. Well, oh yeah. So what I'm trying to do at this point, with me, I've always been a Capcom baby. Like just about every video game I played. I would say 95%, it was a 95% chance it was a Capcom game. So I'm trying to get, well, I got the Street Fighter 30th collection, Devil May Cry HD collection. I want to get all the Street Fighters, Street Fighter 5, Street Fighter 4, and stuff like that to add to my collection, then Monster World and things like that. So I'm really just trying to, to, to build that up. Okay, what's your favorite character in Street Fighter? Dang, how um let me see. It's got to be between Ryu and Akuma. And I know it sounds cliche, but it's a significant reason behind it. Now, the reason why, no, the um, no, actually between evil Ryu and um Akuma. And the reason why I say evil Ryu is because I feel like in a in a lot of ways, evil Ryu is how a lot of us can turn out if we allow ourselves to be overwhelmed with the evil and the darkness of this world. If we allow the, the negative from this world to manifest within our soul, I feel like we can, like the worst that's in us can come. And I think that's what evil Ryu symbolized because for the longest, he knew about the regular Ryu, he knew about the Sasuke no Hado. He knew that he was born with the ability to use it, but he was born without the ability to control it. And that's, I think that's a, a, a story with a lot of us. Um, imperfections, um, bad habits, 
um, demons and issues that we've been fighting with for so long, you know, we're born with the tendency to give in to those things. But we have to train ourselves and teach ourselves to overcome those issues, to be able to become a force to be reckoned with. Or we can become like evil Ryu, you know. And I also liked Akuma due to the fact that he was so determined to become stronger. He was so determined to achieve power that he was willing to give up everything, everything he had in order to pursue it. Now, I'm not saying it's a, what he did was good, but it made me wonder, like, with everything I'm trying to do, as far as becoming a better person, as far as becoming a better artist, as far as being able to have my peace of mind and focus on better myself, will I not have to abandon certain things, you know, leave certain people behind that don't mean me any good in order to achieve that ultimate reality that I'm pursuing. So those are the two characters that actually, you know, I actually just keep tabs on. And that's the reason why I was so happy that they brought Evil Ryu back for Street Fighter V, even though they changed the name to Kage. I mean, hey, my name Kage too. You know what it is. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a, no, that's no, it's, it's just a, it was it was a new, it was new for me. Like, Dang, like they waited all this time to change even reused name. And hey, don't get me wrong, it's cool, but don't you think they should have been done that by now? I mean, you know, they try and get this money, so they waited. I'm sure a lot of people wanted him in that joint, but they waited till the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good point, too. I mean, it's all you know what I'm saying. So it's to the point now where it's like I'm about to ask you a question, but it's all like all this stuff is a money grab now. Like, why I gotta pay? $60 for a game and then an extra $50 to get more content. Like, what is you on? I mean, that's, a, that's why I that's miss like cheat codes. I, I miss them because now you can buy you can buy mods and stuff like that when yeah. all you had to do was memorize button configurations, put in the right buttons, and you had unlimited ammo, unlimited health, max health, um, infinite ammunition. Like it was a <laughs> it was a simpler time uh, back then. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, yeah. So now, Geeks and the Super Nerd, uh, we're coming to the end of our show. Let me ask you one, um, a couple more questions. One is, with all you growing up and all the trials and tribulations you've been through being nerdy, how do you feel about that now? Nerd being nerdy is super popular, as well as the Johnny Come Latelys that talk about, yeah, I was nerdy, I just kept it a secret. You know what I'm saying? How you, oh, wow. how you feel about like not that, but just how you feel in general about the just like everything nerdy is popular now. How you feel about that? I feel I feel it should have already been reached. And the reason why I say that, I don't believe in well, I don't believe in, you know, as far as superiority over another person, but I've always believed in a person knowing their worth. And I can say that we've never really just ruled this planet, but I can definitely say that we've made life so much easier and more convenient for people. You know what I'm saying? Okay, Geekster. So uh, we come to the end of our show. So where can my followers follow you and listen to your music? 
Okay, well, you can follow me on Instagram at Geeks of the Super Nerd. Um, um, follow me on Snapchat at the Geeky One. That's D A G E E K Y One. You can um, check out my music at SoundCloud, Spotify, mainly all streaming platforms. Just type in Geeks of the Super Nerd. I'm not hard to find. Um, especially YouTube. I'm going to be doing some music videos, so that's definitely something to just be on the lookout for. So feel free to subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. Okay. Did, did you already say your YouTube channel? Oh, yeah. I, I, I had a YouTube channel for a while. And not only that, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, I have a Twitch account. So be sure to... um. Follow me on there, this Geekster Super Nerd. I'm going to be, um, I won't say when, but I'll be playing and streaming. So being a, be on the lookout for that, I will be talking noise to the AI. That should be entertaining. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, well, any other closing remarks, Geekster? Well, I want to thank you for this opportunity. I want to give a shout out to Mr. Navy Montel. And a shout out to my producer, Villainous Beast, because he's going to be producing a lot of my projects from this moment forth. So much love to those people. All right. Okay, Geekster. Well, you have a nice night and we out. Absolutely. <laughs>